Come plan your dream wedding all in one day at the 17th annual Newport Bridal Show on March 3rd. Meet with more than 80 top wedding professionals at two of Newport's most romantic venues, Rosecliff and Ocean Cliff Mansions. Visit NewportBridalShow.net to buy your ticket today. Hey there, Cape Cod. It's high noon on Wednesday. Time for the next episode of Life with Gwen. Today we're talking about something that has been around for quite a while and is happening again on Sunday, and that's the annual Oscars ceremony, where we find out uh, what Hollywood thinks of the movies and the performances, and we wanted to get a jump start on that, and we are fortunate enough to have our very own critic. Hi, Tim. Hi, Gwen. For those of you who don't know Tim, this is Tim Miller, and he is the movie critic um, and uh, the features editor here at the Cape Cod Times. Uh, he is the guy that you love to follow, so you can either agree or totally disagree Often with him. Often disagree. Yes. Well, you know, it, uh, it's good to have a following one way or the other. Yeah. And you are, you've just finished accepting... Um, uh, entries for your annual Oscar Beat the Critic Award. 24th annual Beat the Critic Oscar Award. And I think I probably told you this before, but my uh, when I it started, my uh, my son thought was really concerned with the name. He goes, Dad, they're not really going to beat you, are they? <laughs> <laughs> like people taking turns. You know, oh. And see who like a beat pinata. me the best. Yeah, yes. yeah. A Tim Miller pinata. Yeah. That sounds good. No, no, I was just kidding. <laughs> Don't be afraid. Um, so tell me a little bit about uh, the interest you got this year. How many entries? Uh, um, 101 entries, um, which is pretty good. Just like the Dalmatians. Yeah, there you yeah. go. It's so, all movies. Life is you know, all movie references. That's true. I have yeah. to tell you, working in features is a fun job because there is much discussion about movies and uh, and often about if it's based on a book. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Whether it's better to read the book before the movie or vice versa. But let's talk a little bit. This, this uh, year, we're doing something a little different, and we asked readers, our curious Cape Cod readers, if they would send in questions that they specifically, oh, that's a tough word, that they specifically would like to have answered uh, by the critics. So I'm going to pose some of those questions okay. to you. Sounds good. And as everybody knows, I have to take off my glasses to do this. Um, Sue Henkin of South Dennis wants to know, do you think Bohemian Rhapsody could really take home the big one? Um, and uh, the relatively short answer is yes, because it's nominated. And almost any movie that's nominated, you just never know. I mean, that there have been surprises from time to time. And this one wouldn't be, like, totally shocking if Bohemian Rhapsody uh, won. I don't. I don't think it will, but it won the drama for uh, the Golden Globe for Best Drama, so that's that's in its favor. Uh, Rami Malek, who plays Freddie Mercury, uh, he, you know his performance is up for Best Actor, and he has a good chance of winning. And that performance is giving, I think, giving the movie a lot of attention. Mm -hmm. Plus, uh, Queen fans are, are a lot of them are going to uh, look favorably on the movie. So I think. Uh, you know, it, it could get some votes simply because of that, too, the, the queen factor. Um, so I think, I think it has a chance. I, I don't think it's it's – a, it's a weird year where um, really for the best picture, I think there is a front runner, but, uh, but 
it's pretty wide open. I think I wouldn't be shocked if, uh, you know, any of, you know, four or five of the nominees, I think, have a chance, a decent mm -hmm. chance. This might be a good time um, to remind people, in case you haven't seen it, the list of the, these are the pictures that are nominated yep. for uh, for uh, best, best Picture. Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Black Panther, um, Black Klansman, Green Book, with a local tie that we'll tell you about, mm -hmm. Vice, and A Star is Born, and... and uh, now, I'm not going to say this right, so you say it. Is it Roma or Rama? Uh, I would say Roma. Okay. And Roma is, is the eighth one. It, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Um, tell me, uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you what. I did want to say in response to that that I've only seen one of the eight and, and very bad this year, uh, but I did watch all of the trailers mm -hmm. just to get a little feel before yeah. we met today. And uh, I thought that... Um, the performance of uh, of Freddie Mercury was just amazing. Yeah, very much reminded me of the real thing, and uh, I thought that he managed to capture that sort of um, liquid sensuality that that you know that Mercury had. Yeah, and you know, so in, in, in as much as that that is, and, and also that that sort of a uh, those scenes, those concert scenes in the movie. Yeah, I thought were terrific. I think and, the concert scenes are the strongest parts of the movie. Um, I find it kind of a a, a made-for-TV movie mm -hmm. overall. Uh, it's it's definitely not my favorite of the eight. In fact, if I were ranking them, and in, and in fact I have for the paper, but uh, Which, coming out on coming Saturday, Saturday. Uh, check out the movie page on Saturday. Yeah, but uh, that would be my number eight choice of the eight movies for you know as far as which one I'd like to see win. Uh-huh. But, um, you know, he could win for the uh, uh, oh, best, yeah. best male yeah. um, uh, performance. In oh, the, yeah. I, he has a better chance, I think, of winning Best Actor than the movie has of winning Best Picture. But I do I do think the picture still has a, a decent chance of, of winning. Yeah, the it's field does seem to be really broad, you know, this year. So yeah. Some years you see... The lists come out and you think, okay, well, there's a top two. But yeah. this year seems pretty... It's pretty open. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you should understand that that I don't go to the movies nearly enough. And when usually when I'm going to see a movie, I come and see you. It's like, yeah. what should I see? Yeah. So um, let's go on to a second question. Sure. And this one comes from Cynthia Steed of Dennis. Uh, just got to see the shorts. Do you have a favorite? Uh, Detainment or Madre for me? And amazing how many child actors. Yeah. I, I don't know what any of those words mean. Oh, <laughs> well, okay. Um, what uh, Cynthia is talking about are the live action shorts. And those are the only shorts I've had a chance to see so far, which is perfect since I can I can kind of address what she was asking. Because the two she, she, uh, she mentioned as her favorites are both live action shorts. And there's five of them. They uh, range in length from 17 minutes to 30 this year. Um, I thought they were all excellent. They're all bombers. <laughs> they're uh, to varying degrees. I mean, they're you know, there's uh, bombers as in sadness? child murder. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, um, just a lot of death, a lot of horrible. You know, just really kind of down. The the happiest one is about. Uh, you know, aging and loss, and and uh, <laughs> you know that's that's the most uplifting of the of the uh, of the five. Uh, but they're 
they're all, um, you know, pretty powerful. You know, short films are like sort of films, uh, films version of poetry. To, since I'm talking oh, to the books editor, cool. you know, if a feature film is a novel, then a, a short film is like a poem where you're, you know, you really want to make the most of every minute. And, uh, and and often a short film can, when they're really, really good, can have the, the, the total impact of a feature film. And these, these um, movies all are, are pretty powerful. It's a really good group, and it's hard to pick which one I like the most. I would say I would agree with Cynthia that my favorite is, uh, is Detainment, which is a very controversial film because it's, it's based on a true story. In fact, it uses the transcripts from, um, from interrogations of these two 10-year-old boys who murdered a toddler, who <laughs> murdered a toddler uh, in Liverpool. And, uh, and apparently, I, I read up on it, and like the mother of the victim was very, very upset that the movie was even made, let alone nominated for an Oscar. And you do wonder, it does, sort of does bring up when you're dealing with a true story, you know, how sensitive should a filmmaker be required to be in terms of, of the survivors and mm -hmm. what impact that could have. And, and you know, I, that's, a, that's a tough one. That's a tough one, uh, you know. But, but as okay. a movie and, and as uh, something that's thought-provoking in, in terms of even, uh, you know, there's almost the theme of monster, monsters come in all forms. Uh, and uh, it, it's, it really has a strong impact where, you know, you, you might see a headline in a newspaper and think, oh, how awful, and then let it go. But this, this movie will probably stay with me forever. 3D and, 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 and the actual feelings. Yeah. That, uh, that point you brought up about um, sort of the mother being unhappy, you know, I, I try to, as a reporter, when you're covering the hard news part of it, try to keep that in mind because um, I remember reading years ago about uh, how sometimes the reporter has information that the survivors don't have, mm. and um, you want to be careful about yeah. where, you know, where you what kinds of things you use yeah. and ask yourself why you're using them. Um, and uh, it, it, I would imagine it's even more true with, with the film when you're, when you're actually recreating those people. Yeah. So yeah. Where, well, do you, where do you see shorts? That, I mean, if you're an average person That's a good like question. Um, well, uh, Cape Cinema just showed them recently, and uh, I think Water's Edge either – has shown them or is going to show them. Chatham might have. Uh, you know, usually you'll find them more at art houses than the commercial houses. Mm -hmm. So in recent years, they have been packaged together, the nominees, and I mean, which is a really smart thing to do, I think, whoever came up with the yeah. idea of let's put these on the road together. Um, so now they're easier to see than they used to be. I, th I would say much easier. Uh, you know, you still have to really look around for them, and because they're not big commercial hits, they might only stay in a theater for a week or two. But, you you know, you just have to keep your eyes open, but generally at an art house. Oh, okay. And there's no streaming option. You, you don't get those through? Um, 
well, I did. Yeah. <laughs> it's a film critic because they send you sometimes. Right. They used to send you, uh, um, you know, uh, screening DVDs. Right. But uh, that's okay. <laughs> I know. Gwen uh, and I have a running joke that I make all kinds of noises with pens and stuff. So if if she slaps me, that's why. Um, I was gentle. I know you're very gentle. But uh, what was I talking about before? Oh yeah, I love this one. What was I talking about? The streaming. Yeah. Oh oh, but uh, yeah, but um, now instead of DVDs, they send um, when a lot of times they'll send uh, uh, password or yeah. yeah yeah. So, but generally speaking, you know, you haven't seen it. But on most people Netflix that wouldn't be available. Yeah. Well, you know, Netflix might. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they are picked up eventually mm -hmm. by the by Just the have streaming. To wait, probably. Yeah, I noticed I that a lot of the nominees available. have been yeah. trying to back out, and yeah. which is giving me a chance, a second chance. Yeah. To, See everything they might, you know, I honestly didn't check. I don't know if they're available uh, to be streamed right now. Maybe they are. Yeah, I know that uh, Roma is streaming on Netflix yeah. because my son sent me a message. Yeah. you got to watch this. But um, I, I didn't even really think about the shorts at all. So yeah, that's a different case. Question. That's a different case where, uh, you know, the, and that's one of the things that, you know, um, the sort of revolutionizing the the industry where, uh, a film like Roma or uh, um, the most recent Coen Brothers movie, they're being released in, in theaters for one week or maybe two weeks and maybe only in a couple theaters so that they sort of officially are theatrical films. Mm -hmm. But Netflix then presents them right away. Oh, interesting. So they're, you know, so uh, I think that's sort of the future if not the present yeah. that, that there's going to be more you're going to be able to see more new movies on uh i don't even know why i said new they are new okay. let's get rid of the hands <laughs> but uh new movies um you know i have streaming it uh and and you know i have to tell you i love going to the movies now though it's such an experience they're these great seats these recliners yeah. have a glass of wine you yeah. know it's just uh some places are, are uh, i think mashby's still serving food yeah um and beyond hot dogs and, and nacho chips yeah so uh falmouth oh, yeah. yeah um and uh it's uh, amazing to me how comfortable what an experience yeah. it can be now well you know why they're doing that i think is is this happened in the 1950s, where uh, with the with the popularity of television, uh, the studios had to figure out, okay, how do we compete with television? People are going to go, well, I can just stay in my house and watch Milton Berle. Why right. would I want to go to the movies? So they had. To, that's why you got movies like Ben Hur and The Ten Commandments, these big screen epics. That you can't get at home, and it became more of an experience. Why they had intermissions and the curtain uh, overture, and then the curtain opening. Lawrence of Arabia, Sound of Music, were like oh, that, that in the sixties. Very cool. So it was like it was to make it more of what you're describing, make it more of an event, and and not just what we're used to. And now they're doing it again because you know with with cable and everything, there's there's so much competition. And in order for theaters to survive, I think they have to make it again more of an experience, more mm -hmm. you know, more comfortable and all that. And you have to leave your house sometime. Yeah. So. Well, I'll, hey, uh, I'm all for anything that will bring people to theaters because that communal experience, I don't think you can capture at home. Right. And that's one. Of and the some of that of you want to capture, yeah. as opposed to the the person that you lean over and say, "Please." 
for the love of God, stop talking. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I may have, and my relatives may be watching, but I may have accidentally sat in the wrong seat once because I had a relative I love dearly who cannot stop talking uh, during the movie. Oh, no. So, um, no, but uh, anyway, yes. Well, let's hope this, this show doesn't make its way to everyone. <laughs> yeah. Let's go back to the safer questions here. Okay. We have one from Catherine Pritchard, a former Times colleague. Yeah. She's now living in North Carolina. Yeah. And she says the award has a first name, Oscar. Does it have a last name? Uh, yeah, as far as I know, no. I did a little bit of research, and, uh, you know, I, I think it was the Hollywood Reporter, a few different reports, though, that uh, that said that um, the uh, there was a... a you know, the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Sciences, one of the librarians there in the 1930s, I think it was 1931, her name was uh, Margaret Herrick. Apparently, at least the legend goes, she looked at the Oscar and said, hey, this looks like my Uncle Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> he must be a very, must have been a very nondescript looking guy. <laughs> Isn't it amazing how, how things emerge? Yeah, so at least that's, that's the legend, and then a uh, again, sort of mixed in with the legend is that there was a columnist that heard about this and sort of started referring to it as that. Originally, it was uh, the Academy Award of Merit, which uh, certainly Oscar sounds a lot less pretentious than that. Yes, so. and after all these years of Oscar parties, oh, I'm just knocking off my coffee, <laughs> but uh, Oscar parties and, and celebrations at homes and, and uh, various uh, museums around the Cape, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, it just telegraphs an image, Oscars, you yeah. know, big time old Hollywood and, and that sort of thing, yeah. red carpet and everything. Um, it, um, in fact, you have an appearance coming up to yep. talk about uh, Oscar history and and uh, the current uh, spate of films. Yeah, yeah, mostly about ten a.m. Yep, ten a.m. on Saturday at the uh, Cape, Cape Cinema. Cape Cinema, next okay. to the Cape Playhouse, Cape Cinema in Dennis. Well, see if I'd made it that far. It's a complex. I could have figured out which building. Yeah, had. yeah. So, are you showing clips that day? No, or it'll no. Be it will just be. We did it last year, and and it seemed to be fun. It was fun for me at least. I don't know if it was. Yeah, fun for I remember people. you guys got a good crowd. Yeah, yeah, it was a really good crowd, and it was right after a big storm, so we were kind of I remember. surprised. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, it was fun. So, you know, I mean, it's nice to hear other people's opinions on who they think should win and why. And, and no tomatoes were thrown. No, I was shocked. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we kid, but we love to get out in the community and uh, talk to readers and, and, uh, and viewers. So uh, I wanted to, before I do the last question here, I wanted to uh, see if anyone out there has a question they would like to type in. We have Tim here for you, and the contest is closed, so you can kind of push and, and see if, uh, if you want to know his opinion on a particular film. Just give us, type it in, and, and we'll get that on the air. Um, now, here's uh, an anonymous question. Why do you think the Academy struggles with diversity year after year? Yeah, and that's a great question, too. An important one. Um, and I think it's because Hollywood struggles with diversity year after year. Uh, I think it's, it's, I don't think the problem is with the Academy so much as with the industry as a whole, where, you know, I always, like I teach film, and I'm always it seems to come up a lot where I end up telling the students that humans are, are slow learners. 
including myself, definitely. But, uh, you know, I mean, like this year we've got Black Panther. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, what makes it such a, in a way, a groundbreaking, important film is not really the filmmaking. In some ways, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a really good superhero movie. I mean, it's very good, you know, forget race, for, forget everything. But what made it such a phenomenon was that, oh, my gosh, we could make a superhero movie that's Afrocentric, you know, that, that, that the main characters can be African-American or, or African. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, really, that's a shock. You know, but but you know, it's like, oh well, this made all kinds of money, so now we can make we can make movies with black characters. And it seems like that might have happened twenty years ago. Yeah, you would think, you know, but uh, you know, we're slow. We're slow. So, so probably even so it's, slower when um, people are putting investors putting a lot of money because I noticed that you know there are a lot of remakes of, of films. Oh yeah. You know, there's the whole idea of of uh, getting a movie out of. Hollywood. Yeah. Um, it seems to be let's do what's worked in the past. Oh yeah, you are absolutely right. That is exactly it. That is exactly it. Um so we have one more question. Let's see. Uh oh, I know the answer to this, but Jane Reed Wilson, um, that's the friends from Philly. Uh, oh, wow. uh Tim, what is your favorite movie and why? Okay. Uh my favorite movie is Almost Famous, made in two thousand. Um it, it it's uh, and the the short answer it's a, it's about a, a young rock critic and by young I mean fifteen years old and it's a true story it's a, about Cameron Crowe's youth and uh, but the reason I the short answer which is too late now <laughs> is um, it makes me feel good to be alive I mean I just love that movie it's about rock music I love rock music it's about the seventies I grew up in the seventies I I really think that. If you ask anybody what their favorite movie is, there's a per, there's a personal reason why. I mean, if you think of all the movies you've seen and you pick this one, it can't just be because it's funny, because I like mm-hmm. the music. It's it's it somehow it must hit you in a personal way, maybe even in a way that you don't even recognize. Hmm, you know, it's like so you know, I mean to delve a little deeper into it, it's about a kid that's trying to um um live a life of uh find meaning in life and find direction in life uh you know um become a person of uh of character and uh those themes appeal to me and mm-hmm. it's also a lot about writing and passion for writing and of course I, I just love and that. Of course, you know, very much is, is I have seen this one, is is a lot about, about your coming of age time. Yeah. You know, oh, so yeah. you can see why that would be a personal kind of yeah, uh, main character's name is Miller. Yeah. Absolutely. His, and in the movie I he, can remember in that. the movie his his uh, class song is the same class song, unfortunately, that I that was my high school. Well what was it? Do you remember? Yeah. Color My World by Chicago. Oh, yeah. Ah, ah. There was a contingent that wanted uh, 30 Days in the Hole by Humble Pie, which would have been a much better choice than Color My World by Chicago. As we discussed, you know, institutions tend to go with something that's worked before. Yeah. Safer. uh, Safer. um, 
Color My World and, and A Whiter Shade of Pale, I think, played so much in those years. <laughs> yeah, really. They're branded into our memories. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wonder if we have time for the lightning round. We have about six minutes. Okay. Can we do this? Uh, I'll, okay. I'm game for anything. Here we go. I asked him if he could think a little bit about the eight um, Oscar nominees for Best Picture. And, of course, he's been thinking a lot of it because you'll see on Saturday's paper, um, C1, D1, which page? C1. On C1, you'll see his picks for Oscar and how the readers did when they sent in theirs. Yeah. So we'll see who's uh, winning uh, the big prizes, and, and yeah. we'll get all the details. But for now, because uh, we use, Tim doesn't usually – if his favorite picture or anything, we're just. I asked him to uh, look at each picture and tell me something good about it and something bad about it. And uh, let's start with Green Book, which is one okay. of the ones I've seen because we'll get this story up for you. Uh, this is Peter Farley's first kind of movie on his own and his serious movie. It's a right? little, yeah. I mean, it still has comic elements, but it's certainly more serious than Kingpin. Right. Or, or something about Mary <laughs> or, or yeah you know so he it's definitely him taking a chance which is really nice and I think it I think it's a triumph for him uh, it's a it, I mean not to I know it's we have to be short but it's it's uh you know it's kind of con gotten mired in controversy where people have objected to it saying that it's uh somehow racist because it's you know it's about a lot of movies are about the black experience told through white people, mm -hmm. which has been an awful trend for decades, from Mississippi Burning to a bunch of movies that were made about South Africa, and, the, you know, Kevin Klein being the main character about a apartheid, well, you know, well, but but I, uh, I, I don't feel that, I, I feel that it, it's, um, that that's the story being told, and, um, and I think it, I, I think it was a sincere, heartfelt story based on a true story about, about friendship, about uh, uh, humanity's cap capacity to evolve. And, um, and it has beautiful performances. Uh, I, and so th those are the pluses and sort of, a, I guess, a minus. I guess a minus also is that, you know, for a, um, a best picture winner, You'd like to see something groundbreaking, and it's kind of a mainstream movie. It's just a very, very good one. Mm -hmm. um, I the thought it was thing, kind of a buddy movie in some yeah, ways. Yeah, it is. You know? It is. Absolutely. And the tricky thing about this, I, I just want to say really quickly, is that like to say positive and negative things, I think it's a fun exercise. Mm -hmm. But it it almost seems weird to be picking on movies that have just been nominated for Best Picture. Okay, but I could but I could, but I could find negative things about each one. But I thought it's interesting that you know I don't want to make people think oh he didn't really like it that much. No, I, I you know I well I'm spending a I few Green Book. extra minutes on Green yeah. Book because it has a strong local connection. Yeah, the Farley brothers' um, mom lives in New Seabury. Right, right. And, you interviewed uh, her. I did, and she did a. We'll bring that story up on the web for you. She did a benefit for the Boys and Girls Club mm. when the film before the you know when the film was premiering, and uh, she also um, um, bugged her son, her very busy 
son uh, to to call me. Yeah. So he said, "Can I ask you one favor?" And reporters get nervous with that question. And I said, "What is it?" And he said, "Please call my mother and tell her <laughs> that I called you." That's great. So yeah. um, it, it is hilarious. And you may—I don't know if you know this—but she's got a cameo in all of their movies. Oh, I knew that they use friends and family a lot in their movies, which I think is really cool. And Rhode Island stuff. Because they're from Rhode Island. Yep. Um, yeah. I'm rooting for that movie. Uh, so again, even though I said some that mainstream comment, but I'm I'm I am rooting for that one to win this year. Okay. Oh, quick fire. We're getting yelled at by the the producer Patty. Oh. So let's move on to quick fire. And she's mean. I'll tell you what. Just give me a sentence on each one. Okay. Don't worry about the good and the bad. Okay. Black Klansman. Uh, Black Klansman. Spike Lee's first uh, directorial. Uh, nomination, which is criminal, um, a powerful, uh, especially the beginning and especially the end, providing context about what a, a, a weird story from the past, how it applies still, unfortunately, to present racism. Definitely on my list. To see yeah, that great, one. great movie. And uh, Aroma, we talked about briefly. Yeah. Um, so sort of reminds, even though Roma, you know, you would think, well, it must be Italian. Well, it's set in Mexican City, made by a Mexican director, um, but it, it's reminiscent in ways of Italian neorealism from the late 1940s, early 50s. Beautifully made film shot in black and white. Um, very, very good chance of winning the Oscar. And and uh, I sure wouldn't be complaining. Gorgeous if it did. to look at. Yeah. Even just a few minutes of it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we spoke briefly about this, but Black Panther. It's a yeah, and it's um, you know it's a in some ways a, in some ways a typical superhero movie, a, a very very good, excellent superhero movie. Um, but what makes it important is the context. What what actually happens outside the movie? The fact that um, you know I saw. Uh, a um, a black man about um, in his 30s maybe before I even went into the movie standing next to the poster and looking so happy and having this picture taken with the poster and again it angered me that it takes so long and it, it, it was such a rare occurrence that he would feel like he could ap appreciate yeah. that mm -hmm. but that was that's what that was important to me as what I saw on the screen so it's a very important movie, uh, but for the con because of the context. Okay. Now, number five, A Star is Born, and, and I'm remembering the Chris Christopherson and Barbara yeah. Streisand. Well, there's four versions, actually. Well, that's the one yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, so, and that's okay. the, that was the third one. Uh, you know, the stars make a great team. You know, who knew Bradley Cooper could, could sing, and who knew Lady Gaga could act? But they both did great jobs, a very appealing movie, probably... It would be the safest pick, I think, of all the nominees. I wouldn't mind seeing it win. Now, it yeah. it didn't take a Golden Globe, though, did it? No. Yeah. No. So that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Moving on to the uh, favorite. Uh, the favorite. Yeah. Favorite uh, is a very clever movie, well acted, really well acted, but it really wears its cynicism on its sleeve. Mm -hmm. And uh, like almost, it it's reminds the only me. Of, period piece. Yeah. This year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow! I didn't even. Yeah, so. that's interesting. So really well done, but uh, you know that for me, it just it was almost. Um, it reminded me of like the the really smart kid, uh, high school or junior high kid, middle school kid. 
sitting in the back of the room and just being sarcastic and sort of being obnoxious, but he's so smart, showing off how cynical and he is. Did it uh, remind you at all of Dangerous Liaisons? I thought Dangerous Liaisons was a much, much better movie. Oh. Yeah, I thought so, it was great. She's writing, which means we're in trouble, but we're going to go two minutes extra today. Hopefully they won't charge us. I'm joking. In other words, you, Tim. Oh, oh my gosh. Don't do that. I love that. <laughs> we, all work, we all work together. So um, Patty was teasing Tim. I didn't realize it. I read it. That's okay. You know, I like and, it. And uh, now we're going. This is what you get with live Facebook. Like uh, we're on number seven. Let's do Vice. Vice. Um, um, clever movie. Same team that made, um, what was it? Short. Oh, shoot, I can't think of the name. But, uh, you know, it's about Dick Cheney. Um, I It didn't have the impact, a lasting impact on me that I would have liked. And I think part of the reason is because I think it, it would have been a stronger movie if it had been, the emphasis had been more on drama than comedy. It's a little more of a comedy. But Christian Bale is great as Dick Cheney. He's a chameleon. And you look and go, that's Christian Bale? It is. Well, I don't usually as, uh, associate comedy with Dick Cheney. I know, so but I mean, I, I get what they're trying to do, almost make like a satire, a satire on politics and that. But uh, I don't know. I think it would have been stronger if it had been skilled, you know, pulled back a little on that and maybe made it more of a drama. Mm -hmm. All right. And last is where we started yeah. with Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. And uh, Rami, I, I might be mispronouncing his name since I usually write this stuff and stuff. Say it. Rami Malek. Um, that sounds as, about right. Okay. As Freddie Mercury is is a real plus. I mean, he is sort of explosive in the role, especially in the concert scenes, the recreation of the Live Aid concert, which is sort of, a, you know, uh, one of maybe Queen's greatest moment as a band uh, is, is spe spectacular the way it's shot. Um, you know, and the music, you know, Queen fans are going to love it. Uh, I felt the downside in, is, to me, it was sort of a predictable made-for-TV type mm. movie. Kind of had that approach where, hey, uh, you know, colliding with the record executives who want to play it safe and, no, we're going to take chances. And yeah, it, it, it has. I've heard Queen fans criticizing the movie for that yeah. and also saying that it's a little bit contrived yeah. in terms of the conversation. Yeah. And plays a little fast and loose with the facts, you yeah. know, um, which is typical of movies, but you could almost smell it. I have to tell you, one of my favorite things about this movie is all of the uh, spinoffs it has uh, inspired on social media. Anyone who ever played this song is pulling it out and playing it again. And there are spoofs. There's there's a version where mothers do um, their own lyrics. Uh -huh. uh, so it's been hilarious. There must okay. be at least yeah. a dozen of them out there. Yeah. Tim, I want to thank you for coming oh, sure. to it's work fun. like you, you do most days. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I want to thank all of you for joining us. It's always fun to talk about movies and, and books, and, and we are lucky to have people and to have this time with you to do it. Join us next week.